This is the 60-Minute Time Limit Pro Wrestling Podcast with Tommy. Hang on to your butts. We might go the full uh, 60 minutes here. Taco. I want some fucking beer cans. I want a bong. I want some bowls. <laughs> I want just fucking a line of weed on the fucking table. I want chips on the table. And Joe. Weird question. Is Jinder Mahal a cruiserweight? <laughs> Welcome to the 60-Minute Time Limit Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Tommy over there laughing their heads off for Taco and Joe. That's the first time they got to hear the new intro. I don't know how you managed to get me to star swipe into a podcast, but you did it. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, thank you for checking out this podcast. Uh, this is uh, three buddies talking about wrestling, not taking it too seriously. But uh, you know, we're here to we're here to talk about our passion or, or whatever and geek out for an hour. And since it uh. is a sixty minute time limit, we're going to throw to red shoes and get that timer started. So there's the bell in this in our in our uh, live studio audience. <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit. They won't be chiming in, chiming in uh, constantly, but uh, you know they'll be there from uh, from time. They're well behaved from time to time. So uh, the last time we talked was not on episode one officially, but the pilot episode where we uh, mm. talked about what we're going to name the show, what the gimmick was going to be. We're going to keep it casual. Uh, last week I did the solo show. Talked about RoboCop in the uh, in the pilot. Very important <laughs> to talk about RoboCop. Right, right, and uh, and, and uh, I had the RoboCop theme last week. <clears throat> uh, brilliant, was, brilliant move. And we went with some sound bites, but you guys have recently rewatched RoboCop. Am I am I correct here? Yes, yes, and it was. Every bit is good. It, it awesome. It's just so amazing. Especially with like the current news and the state of everything, it fucking holds up. Even like the fucking mock commercials of like, oh, fucking family war. Yeah, fucking nuke up. Like, the 6,000 SUX. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, the pivotal scene where he is just shot up is insanely brutal. <laughs> I like as a kid you're just like, oh yeah, that guy's getting shot, but I'm watching it again like they shoot him like 30, 40 times. You and probably it's... don't think I'm a very nice guy. <laughs> Fucking red foreman, man. <laughs> Buddy, I think you're slime. <laughs> <laughs> With the shotguns, too. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, motherfucker, pop, 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 bruh, bruh, bruh. No, it was shotgun, blast, blast, blast. Ah, oh, shit, I'm out of ammo. Ah, <laughs> oh, shucks. That really pisses you off. <laughs> I, I, I want to go to the end when the guy runs his van or whatever into the toxic sludge yes! or whatever. Yeah. Like, was that even necessary? Just like, says, I got you now. It just says toxic sludge and his skin starts melting off. My, my favorite part is... <laughs> Robocop is oddly like, oh, this suit is awkward. Let me dodge this car. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to run normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the best part is when a guy gets hit by like a car or van, he just obliterates like the toxic sludge dude. (laughs) Like just legitimately turns to liquid on the car. Orange goo, the windshield wipers. Some pieces Wiping his body away. (laughs) I got to say though, the the flamboyant uh, 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 black dude. Definitely remind me of Brian Saxton. The, the like- only... <laughs> The only thing I wish I would have gotten was him cackling, laughing. I think I might have a little bit of it here. Um, where did it go? Maybe not. It's maybe gone. not. Damn. I thought, it, well, maybe this one here. Your move, creep. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. That, uh, fuck, I, I gotta watch them all now. I remember three being the worst of them all, though. Yeah, it gets pretty rough. I, I remember even two being okay, but definitely not as cool because it's got a bunch. Isn't two just a bunch of ED two oh nines or something like that? Or yeah, what, something like that. Well, they had the fucking uh, the kid running the show and the drug game and fucking they fuck him up in that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, they rip oh Nah, number two holds up. I'm watching this. <laughs> Come quietly or there will be trouble. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> and I know what you're talking about with the cackling, by yeah, the way. I should have got the laugh. I didn't, when he's I fucking didn't get firing the, the big-ass machine gun. <laughs> yes, that was... Let's just shoot some fucking cars. Those up. giant, ridiculous machine guns or whatever where they blow up. He get, They get some right away. He's, he's watching TV through like the busted-up uh, pawn shop window or whatever. That he busted up because he was like, it's fucking loud out here. I need to turn up the TV. So yeah, he fucking just cracks the window, reaches in, turns up the TV. And then Red Foreman shows up and blows up his brand-new 6000 SUX. <laughs> <laughs> nice car, ain't it? <laughs> oh, it's too good stuff, man. I bet that really pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's RoboCop. What else was I going to bring up today? Oh, there was one more thing before we get to wrestling. Even though we've only got an hour here, this is kind of uh, wrestling adjacent. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the term no talent ass clown, right? <laughs> from, yeah. Yes. From the movie, uh, famously from the movie Office Space. No talent ass clown. See, I was thinking about this quote earlier today, this no talent ass clown, and I could have swore it came from wrestling, and then I went to Google it, and it was all <laughs> Office Space stuff, of course. But I'm like, God, wasn't there, didn't like Jericho do the no talent ass clown thing? You call people ass clowns for sure. Sure, sure, sure. So I couldn't find any wrestling ones, but I got I got the office space. No one. talent ass clown so, classic. So that's a good one to have. But then I got to thinking, you know, it's 2019. Everybody's woke now. Is tooth is is no talent ass clown a, uh, a, a an un PC thing to? I don't even like to say un PC, but is it is it a bad term to say in 2019? Obviously, okay, no talent. That's self explanatory. Ass clown. There could be a little uh, homophobic s- stuff in there. I think they would call them no talent fuckboys nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but is but or or it could just mean. You have no talent, you're an ass, and you're a clown, therefore you are an ass clown. See, that's where I go. That's kind of what I... I I don't feel bad about no talent ass clown. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I'm an old ass man and (laughs) I don't know any better. So I have to make sure that uh, we can use uh, no talent ass clown. No talent ass clown. Uh, If it's in office space, you're safe. But that was like a 2003 movie. But it's a cult classic, so when it becomes a a cult classic, it just gets lumped in. That's a true story. It's uh, what's it called? Grandfathered. (laughs) (laughs) Best TV show ever. Anybody know the name of that TV show? Let's get on your Googler there for a week. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so lots to talk about today with, uh, we got AEW's very first ever show. All In doesn't count. They were in Ring of Honor. That's their pilot episode. <laughs> that was their pilot episode. Uh, but this is the be- the very first show for AEW this weekend, Double or Nothing. I'm excited for it. I'm really excited. Hell yeah. I- I'm interested to know where, where kind of your feelings are on this, on the, on the whole thing. Uh, and listeners as well. Uh, I, I think the biggest controversy kind of coming into this that everybody's talking about right away is it's 50 bucks to order this show. Uh, what are your thoughts, kind of generally speaking, off, uh, on the 50 bucks out of the gate here? Me personally, I'm uh, I'm definitely 
a little butthurt about it for sure. Um, and I'm someone that would definitely order a, a $50, $60 EFC pay-per-view, you know, regular basis back in, ordering WWE pay-per-views back in, but I kind of knew what product I was going into. Um, it, it It's going to be a big fucking night, though, and they're going to have something, you know, big planned yeah. for the night for a fucking $50 price tag like that, and it's great and everything. It's just, you know, a lot of people point out, too, with All In, they were really, you know, trying to push the, make it marketable, make it affordable for everybody. Well... We, how come you're selling it cheaper overseas and not cheaper on your own home <laughs> turf, too, for one thing? It's like, I get it. MGM Grand is not cheap to deal with at all. That's, you know, big league right there. Some, you but know, they, they, Vegas vibe. They, they sold the arena they out. They sold the arena out. They just released the production crew seats and everything. So, you know, they're, they're getting every bit of money they can out of this thing, too. And, I, oh, man, I just... um. I'm kind of happy that's kind of back in the wrestling world, the $50 price tag on a pay-per-view, but God, give us, you know, 30, 40 bucks at the beginning and, you know, establish yourselves a little bit more, but, you know, like they said, double or nothing all in and, you know, they know their worth and you got to believe in yourself too. And it's almost that Kanye mindset of, you know, if you think of yourself a top caliber product, you know, top shelf liquor, even you're, you're going to be spendier. And if, <laughs> That if they're going to be that good of a company and um, treat their the, the wrestlers Damn. and the employee and the staff you know well justified them, then yeah, I'm going to be able to justify a fifty dollar fucking price tag for sure. But I know the first big card, it, it's kind of it's tough for me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people having uh, having having trouble with that price point, um, and I'm coming at at it from a little bit different of a, of a direction, just because. Okay, it, it, it's fifty bucks, which is way more than what WWE is charging right now. We're coming from a world of New Japan and Ring of Honor's Honor Club, where those are ten bucks mm-hmm. a month, basically, uh, more or less. Uh, so the the value of big time pay per views in pro wrestling has been. Uh, reduced, and they're mm-hmm. they're trying to go back to kind of an older model of build up big pay per views, and and you got to pay for the big pay per views. Now this one's fifty bucks, right? All in. If you didn't have Honor Club, and if you didn't have uh, uh, New Japan World, you were paying forty bucks for that. I think the latest Impact pay per view went for forty bucks. So yeah. so if you compare it in that way, is this double or nothing show more valuable than the most recent Impact? Uh, pay-per-view in my eyes yes same goes for all in i think uh, and granted a, a lot of people that were uh watching all in were probably watching it on new japan world mm-hmm. and or on uh, honor club so uh <clears throat> see going into this i was expecting 30 bucks maybe 40 bucks yeah. top i capped myself off at 30 bucks seeing 50 bucks i was like oh well then See, well, and I, I don't, I don't have as much of a dog in this race. I haven't ha- followed it. Like, I haven't watched enough of the YouTube videos, the being the elites, and everything like that. I don't, yeah, I don't up. watch that shit. All I know, all I know, is like f- through Twitter and like me personally, I'm not as butthurt at the price because of who's on the pay per view as well. Like, it's not just like they're the yeah, they haven't established any like feuds besides you know a couple small ones that they're building up through being the elite mm-hmm. and you know matches like that, but like the people that are on it, like we're talking like the 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 Lucha brothers are going to be on it. We got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. We've got yep. some major players in the game that have established themselves. I think they're betting on themselves with this first pay-per-view because will they stick with that same Absolutely. price for, for the next one? Who knows? Maybe this, yes, you could call it 
say a cash grab, but also a, a, a buildup of the company. <clears throat> like I think personally, I think it's a way to just establish a good base. Yes, they have plenty of like owner company behind them from what you hear and stuff like that. But this will set up the base and like pull them closer to the black and say, you know. You, making it a po- profitable project well and it's it, it it it's re-educating the audience right from the get-go look our big events are mm-hmm. going to cost you 50 bucks part of this is not their fault they wanted this to be on major pay-per-view they wanted this to be available not just like on the bleacher report deal right. uh they wanted it on regular pay-per-view so joe schmo could grab his remote and hit his pay-per-view button and boom there it is on his tv the pay-per-view company said well, look you guys got no track record you're an upstart this thing's going to be 50 bucks and you know what no you're not ring of honor you're not wwe we're not going to allow you to undercut our price so that's a factor here too it's not just tony khan and cody rhodes coming to the table and saying we're going to charge 50 dollars. oh yeah there's definitely reasons to it for sure because i'm like just like you said on itv and in uh in the in the uk it's what 15 pounds or something for the thing so so there's that so I think they wanted to keep it at a certain way, but the pay-per-view companies kind of came in and said, sure. this is how we're doing it, <laughs> because you're an upstart. But, like I said, they're, uh, they're, they're re-educating the audience. This is what it's going to cost for the, big pro- uh, for, the, for, for the big show. And so come the fall, and now kind of shifting gears into the TV deal that they got for AEW mm-hmm. a little bit. Their TV deal, uh, it, it's going to make AEW sing for their supper, because they get a share of the ad revenue, uh, they, but they don't get a, 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 a TV rights fee. They don't get guaranteed money from the network like WWE is. WWE yeah. is putting out a shitty content because it doesn't fucking matter. They're getting guaranteed money yeah. from the networks. They don't have to sing for their supper. AEW, they're getting a, 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 a revenue from from the a, a, an ad, a, a, sh- a portion of the ads and uh, and their pay per views and their live gates. Mm-hmm. So they have to sing for their supper. They have to put out. A, oh, they yeah. have to put out a good product that people are going to want to see that's going to generate buzz that's the thing with good product though is get deliver good product put a good price tag on it not under you know believe in yourself know your fucking worth and they know their worth so but people will pay that extra money for it and that's the thing too is that we this is all a wait and see kind of a thing too because this thing could blow up in their face this thing could get ugly it's already gotten a little ugly with the uh the pock situation the pock what's going on with all that uh well let's talk about it since you brought it up i really like i thought this is one of the stories this is one of the stories i have followed uh, yeah just because like god the way they explain it it's like you don't feel bad, but you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I really needed that for the show. That was a big part of the show. Yeah, to me, it it, it, it pisses me off. Because I'm, I'm a follower of this product. I'm watching Being the Elite. I'm watching the Nightmare Family thing on, on Cody Rhodes' channel, which is awesome. If you guys do nothing else, I, I strongly suggest checking out that youtube show because you're gonna get that's like watching weekly tv but in little chunks and and it gets you hyped up and wanting more <laughs> for this uh for this event but yeah the pock situation pock he went back to dragon gate the former mm-hmm. former neville goes back to dragon gate that's where he wants to be that's his passion promotion or whatever and he's got fuck you money i guess or he's not the money is as as big of a deal so there he is he's doing that and he's their champion did he low-key them I don't know. Oh. <laughs> like, just, like, not even show up and fucking double book and shit? No, 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 no. Here's what the situation is. Pac is the is, is the, the, the Dragon, Dragon Gate, Gate champion, and Dragon Gate wants to keep their champion strong, so they don't want their champion losing. Yeah. So, 
uh, allegedly, <laughs> Pac was going to actually win the match with Hangman Page at this at this event, and then go on to challenge either uh, probably Kenny Omega, and eventually lose to Kenny Omega. Yeah, but they right. didn't want him to lose at that point. But that would this would be months down the road. This is what I don't understand. So this whole thing is weird to me. So then what they do is that they they go to an indie show in England and they have the match, Pac and Hangman Page. So Pac's willing to work with mm-hmm. the company, uh, whether this is storyline or not. But that's kind of what I wanted to get into here because this really feels. Like storyline shit. This match that was uh, in England for this indie group, if it wasn't in a small UK indie shit, you know, shitty indie ring with you know uh, subpar production values and, and whatnot, this looked like a TV match with a shitty finish to get you more hyped up for the pay per view match. Say, shitty indie rings are are what speak in volumes right now. <laughs> like. There, you know, that's a good way to effectively use your indie wrestlers in an indie scene, and then bring, you know, showcase them on a bigger environment. But where is everyone dealing with everything? Where is everyone communicating with each other and sharing shit? Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just taking advantage of that. So, but this match that they showed on Being the Elite this week, this was the this was the match. They can't after this. Pac says, "I'm not going to AEW. I'm the champion. I don't need this bullshit. I'm not going to AEW." And so, it, 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 because they had the match, they did a DQ finish where Pac low blows the referee <laughs> to get out of the match. Uh, it, it felt like an angle match, like a TV match. Yeah. Uh, so. It's a mystery who Hangman Page is going to face at the pay per view. They they they, they, did, they did say Hangman Page is going to be there. It's just a matter of if is a surprise going to come out and face him. Is Pac actually going to show up? And they do the match. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, but that's kind of where we're at with. I the think Pac it thing. just adds intrigue. Yeah, it sucks the way we got to said intrigue. But again, it, g- it gives you that you know hopefully special surprise that little extra something it does add intrigue but it's the wrong kind it's not the kind of intrigue where someone's gonna say well Pac's not gonna be there but i'll pay 50 bucks to watch the show anyway i was like that was one of the <laughs> biggest selling points to the pay-per-view to me honestly was hangman and Pac. so yeah, like yeah. that's kind of disappointing to hear but no it's you got to though you got to use that social media aspect that's where fucking most of this wrestling boom's coming from is social media yeah well the three the three biggest names that are out there to possibly face hangman uh first and foremost probably john moxley uh, uh, of course so but he's filming a movie but you never know you could get a day off from a movie uh the other ones are well joey ryan because of the the the, the backstory that they've done previously on the being the elites or whatever the whole you know he murdered joey ryan in the build-up to the to <laughs> all the in penis druids right right oh. right but they haven't been doing anything since but of course with this whole pock mess you got to come up with something about him winning that battle royale doesn't that Winner yep. gets something? Yeah, the winner of the uh, Casino Battle Royale gets to face the winner of Kenny and uh, and uh, Jericho, uh, and that's going to be for the uh, championship at some point in the future. Uh, so, Boom. It's but, fun. I, I like that because, like, whereas, like, a lot of the beginner or, like, 
starter show battle royales just end up being about nothing you know just a winner for the end of the yeah. night or something like that this one again it, it's adding a little something it, it, something that matters technically when you think a heavyweight championship or any kind of champion you know it's like it's gonna add that little extra to it so i, I like that the other uh, the other thing I, I agree with you 100 percent. but uh, the purist in me wanted to see something like a tournament for the championship but it, it is nice to add stakes to like Fucking a, a mark a pre-show <laughs> pre-show battle royal and i do like the format of this uh, this battle royal too it's uh, four groups of five guys coming in every three minutes. Don't they just like drop them from the sky, just like oh, blah, you're in the ring now. They're all stinging their way in. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then the twenty first entrant comes in by themselves. Oh, yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that thing uh, that thing plays out. So that'll be kind of cool too. Uh, the other thing, AEW. A couple other things, AEW. I wanted to talk about. I was talking to uh, one of my buddies on Twitter, or one of my Twitter buddies, I should say. I don't know the guy in real life uh, <laughs> at headliner five he was uh, referring to the most uh, recent or the uh, one of the recent nightmare family episodes where brandy is trying to build up the show the chief brand officer brandy Rhodes, and and one of the quotes uh, she had in it was something to the effect of uh uh if 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 if, if, you're cool. not, if you're not happy at the end of our wrestling show you're not a real wrestling fan right and so that rubbed him the wrong way and i can totally see why yeah, a lot would, of people butthurt yeah that would rub, rub a lot of people like if you're not a fan like if you're only a fan of kenny omega but you're not a fan of the weird stuff that the young bucks do or whatever it's like what the fuck is this what's this, this chick talking about you know so hyping it up though but i worth i get exactly i get where she's coming from just saying look you know we're putting on this amazing event and we we're really confident in it and we think everybody's going to like it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, she maybe went a little too far there. So <laughs> I did want to uh, address that. Other than the matches now, uh, the other thing I'm really interested to see is the aesthetics of the event, the presentation. What's the production look For like? For 50 fucking dollars, there'd be a, be a fucking, like, some fire and explosives. Like, I want to see some fucking... Okada like, money from like, the top. fucking Elvira bazookas. <laughs> nitro pyro, you know? <laughs> oh, are we going to get nitro girls? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, 2019, maybe we get nitro boys. Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, the aesthetics. What does the ring itself look like? Is they, It's been rumored that they're building a big ring, a 20 by 20 ring, just like WWE, just like New Japan. I, I'm, I'll be happy as long as it's not the same super bouncy ring that Ring of Honor has and mm. every other American indie has. Like they're way too, to me, if a ref is counting and the ring is bouncing up and down, <laughs> like to the to the referee's hand slapping the mat, that's a little too much for yeah. me. That's just, pers- that's my personal thing. I'm really nitpicky like that but i'm like what does it look like what's the canvas look like are there advertisements on the canvas is it what do the ropes look like i prefer uh i love what new japan's ropes look like just straight black uh no tape marks nothing dangling off them i feel like we're gonna get the the two black one gold probably something like that that seems like uh seems like the the color scheme uh, at at this point so and yeah what kind of a what kind of a ramp is there what kind of staging all of that the, the, the lights the, like you said the pyro so i'm really interested to there see there is no ramp i told you they just drop the wrestlers in the ring from the sky <laughs> like a kid playing with his wrestlers really, like you really, in there. you really shouldn't be saying that today <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the uh, owen hart uh, anniversary oh <laughs> yeah, shit <laughs> Hold on, here. <laughs> you have suffered an emotional shock. 
Yeah, oh, poor, yeah. poor taco. Great. Wow, poor taco. thanks, Joe. <laughs> no problem. Ooh. Man, that's... Yeah, I'm just leave it at that. All right, well let's uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> move on. Let's let's talk about the uh, let's talk about this uh, this card here for AEW. Change the subject. <laughs> Hi. Right, let me uh, here bring it up here. So yeah, the Casino Battle Royale with cheese. With cheese. Uh, we got 17 names in this thing, so we're going to have a few surprises. Obviously, the number 21 is, is a big surprise, possibly, in this thing. Probably so, Tatanka. Uh, we got Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, uh, MJF, Joey Janela, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, who was really funny on uh, the one of the most recent either Being the Elites or Night. It was Being the Elite because uh, Luchasaurus is there with Jungle Boy on his shoulders, and Jungle Boy <laughs> is acting like a Jungle Boy, not saying anything. And and uh, and uh, they're talking to one of the young bucks, I think. And at the end of it, uh, he uh, Jungle Boy looks down at uh, at uh, Luchasaurus. Oh, Luchasaurus responds to to something that the one of the young bucks says. Actually, says something. And <laughs> Jungle Boy looks down at him and says, "What? I speak. I got a master's degree. What's your excuse?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, private party is in this thing. If you guys, you guys familiar familiar with mm, private party? Negative. They're like an indie version of uh, uh, the the street profits, but way better. Uh, oh yeah, way yes. more athletic or whatever. Uh, let's see, sunny way better, rude. <laughs> <laughs> I I shouldn't say that because I haven't I've I've only seen the clips so to be fair to be fair uh, to be fair G- Glacier <laughs> is in this thing Glacier could be your new <laughs> AEW champion Sunny Kiss Dustin Thomas Billy Gunn Jimmy Havoc Michael Nakazawa who Matt Jackson wants dead Brandon Cutler who's the Young Bucks best friend Ace Romero Brian Pillman Jr Sunny Days and Brian uh, Brandon Cutler's on here twice for some reason. <laughs> so maybe he's double entrant. Double uh, duty. Yeah, maybe he's coming in uh, coming in twice. Uh, so there's your uh, your battle royal. Any I mean obviously it feels like probably one of the surprises but anything you're looking forward to seeing. I kind of want to see if uh, Ty Dillinger does anything different or if it's the same old song that, and dance. I'm kind of interested. I want to see him do just just a don't do nothing but the 10 thing. Like, it's it's gone. Let it go. Let's try something new. But again, like, just the yeah. fact that I know he doesn't own the character Ty Dillinger, but just the fact that he's going, you know, by a different name. Everybody, like, seems to be okay with the name. Like, I'm excited to see him in the ring again. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jungle Boy has a pretty good chance in this thing. He's got a really good story. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, uh, the guy, uh, Luke Perry, his son... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Luke Perry just passed away a few months ago, so uh, there's a nice little story there. Uh, and just I, just kind of picturing in my mind, if they build this upright, like him versus a Kenny Omega or Chris Jericho, something like that, could be that could be really interesting. Like a like a really young. My father's Luke Perry. I love his movies. <laughs> have you seen? Have you watched anything from Brian Pillman Jr.? Just a little bit of stuff on MLW. I haven't really been too impressed by anything just okay. thus far. He's still pretty new in the business, but he's got he's got good character stuff. He's got good heel mannerisms and whatnot. That so. doesn't surprise me. And he's he's kind of looped in with. Uh, 
with uh, the Hearts, uh, the Heart Foundation and MLW. So they're kind of oh, yeah. bringing him along in that department too. So nice, uh, that's awesome. So, but yeah, he's he's an interesting name to look out for in in that thing too. So of course you got MJF. He doesn't really feel main event at this point. Uh, same thing with Joey Janela, and they've been kind of building up between something between those two, so I could see something happening there uh, as well. But Jimmy Havoc is is an indie name that they could oh, b- yeah. build up in this thing as well. So we'll see which way it goes. Uh, then another uh, pre-show match here: Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Guevara has been doing the uh, the humble heel uh, thing. He's been acting really nice, but everybody's calling him a dick. He's like, "Oh, that guy's such a dick." <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, It'd be interesting to see which way uh, they go with that. Kip Sabian, he's a name that I'm not too familiar with, uh, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing uh, uh, seeing what both of these guys bring in this. In I this think pre-show. Glacier's taking this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then to the main show, uh, not in any particular order, just uh, I'm on this Newsweek uh, website here uh, getting the card here. So uh, the best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's, if that imagine that uh, I hope that kicks off the show. I imagine something like that. Would. I imagine something like that. Yeah, like that's a good way to get the crowd all riled up. Because yeah, it's it's people you know and are mostly familiar with. And I'm if getting more uh, familiar with Jack Evans, right? And if you're not, they're gonna put on an impressive effort. I think, mm-hmm. and and and, and uh, make a memorable uh, moment there. SCU versus Strong. SCU versus Strong Hearts. T Hawk and that's Shima T Hawk and Lindemann. Uh, Strong Hearts are the uh, the Chinese guys that do a bunch of crazy flippy stuff and and uh, kung fu and karate and stuff and bring oh. that element into. Ooh, that wrestling. reminds me, Joe. I finally watched the fucking man of fucking Tai Chi <laughs> and shit, and I realized I already watched that movie. Nice. So it was like, <laughs> double take, but yeah, I'm for that floopy shit right now. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it uh, how it goes. There was a match on one of the YouTube gimmicks where SCU was taking on some strong heart guys. I don't think it was any, specifically any of these, and it was late, and I wasn't taking notes or anything. But it wasn't particularly an impressive match. It was just kind of a six-man wrestling match. So again, it felt like a TV match to kind of build up SCU or whatever so for this thing. If they had fucking Tiger come in and whoop some fucking ass with this Tai Chi moves, <laughs> he would take all those motherfuckers out. All right, moving on. Then we got, <laughs> then we got. Uh, it looks like a six-woman match here, and uh, per, oh, I didn't practice these names beforehand, so for, forgive me. Got Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura versus Hikaru Shida, uh, Riho Abi, and Rio. Mizunami. I think it did pretty good. Fuck, that's not better than I would have done. So a bunch of names. Uh, we uh, some more. Uh, some people are more familiar with Aja Kong than others. Nice. Uh, but uh, this should be really interesting to see how this one plays out. I, I don't have a pick here. Uh, but again, this is showcasing the style of women's wrestling that AEW wants to employ going mm. forward. This uh, Kenny Omega has said we want the uh, the women's division in AEW to be akin to what the cruiserweight division was in WCW, nice. you know, uh, changing people's minds and changing the landscape. For, like, is uh, that a good thing for women's wrestling? <laughs> it's yes. a very good okay. thing. It's the <laughs> main reason I started watching WCW <laughs> on an extensive basis, and because my dad made me. <laughs> yeah, d- those uh, those nitro early nitro days of WCW, you had your heavyweight stars, which were 
you know, the the leftovers from the WWF mm-hmm. at the time. Oh. But then the opening, uh, uh, you know, the beginning of the show was the, the cruiserweights and the action. Okay. Yeah, so, remember, WCW is, like, great to me. Like yeah. Dean Malenko in his prime, dude. He yeah. just... Just tearing people apart by their arms and their legs, dude. That's what I'm saying. Nothing like, Dean Lincoln to me as a kid, I was like, fucking dork. God, fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, being older now, that's definitely shit I want to go back to. And yeah, fucking, I won't go too deep. But like recently, just uh, watched a little bit intro of uh, World War Three WCW days. And how many but, times are you gonna bring up World War Three on this was show? Was World War? I know it was a. It was it World War Three? No, what did I bring up last time? Yeah, it was World War Three. It was. Okay, it wasn't World War Three. Oh, it was Bash at the Beach. <laughs> three Rings. It wasn't Three Rings. No, okay, okay. no, it wasn't. It was definitely Bash at the Beach. Okay. I think. Or I don't fucking know, man. But no, there's definitely like matches. I'm like, oh, it was fucking Jericho against uh, Ultimo Dragon. I'm like, oh, this match exists. I need to fucking go back and watch this. Like, yeah, there's definitely shit in WCW. I'm like. I need a fucking list. Yeah, <laughs> Prince Ikea. Got to look up all his matches. There you go. There you go. But yeah, that was the the big cruiserweight match, uh, Jericho and Ultimate Dragon. So oh. it's just like, yeah, that's what I'm like. Yeah. Oh fuck, I'm naming na- think of combos like that. Yeah. So young Chris Jericho yes. is what AEW is trying to bring when it comes to the women's division—a faster, more hard-hitting women's style. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how all of this goes. It's beautiful. It's just gonna be a fun showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Th- then uh, women three-way match Britt Baker the dentist uh, versus Nyla Rose and Kylie Ray the smiley Kylie Ray uh, very interesting clash of personalities mm-hmm. here you know you got the 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 the, the powerhouse in Nyla Rose you've got the the beautiful professional in uh, in Britt Baker and then you've got Kylie Ray kind of the uh, the everyday underdog so uh, just a just a Pokemon fun enthusiast yeah fun a fun really? clash that was Digimon so I'm I'm I feel like I'm rooting for Kylie in this one. She feels like a like a star going forward, but I could see them going uh, any way. Really, I could see them going Brit. I could see them going Nyla. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'll go Brit on this one. I like Brit. She's been pretty active on Twitter. <clears throat> Then uh, Cody versus Dustin. Uh, this match really dates back to kind of the storyline that they were building to in WWE yeah. that they never got to finish. You know, they were kind of building up to like this big WrestleMania match, and then they did like a TV match with it, and that was kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was unfortunate that they didn't get to do it then. They've done a pretty good job building it up on the uh, Road to Double or Nothing shows on YouTube. Again, if you check out nothing else, watch Cody's promo uh, where he's talking about uh, the uh, the I love my brother promo, basically, um, <laughs> but it's 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 really good stuff. Hang on a second here. I th- I'm just excited for this match. Like again, like you know, he's just been hitting the ring, hitting the gym, Dustin. I'm talking about here, like, and I, the one video I saw was him putting the suit away in the chest, yeah. of him, mm-hmm. and like just the fact that like. This is going to be a different, it's going to be the natural, you know, we're not going back to the cowboy natural and may, you know, maybe he comes out in that, that would be funny, him coming out in like jeans and a fucking cowboy hat just for his dad, <laughs> you know, just for the fun of it. But like, I, I'm this is Cody just going to be suck eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been doing this thing where he's painting half of his face black and red, red and, not, yeah. and not like, uh, that's similar to, to gold dust, but just it's, half of the face. It's smart though. Cause that's always for how long he's been gold dust, man. And for the shit that that dude's been going through, like 
the face paint's part of him. If you do anything other than that, it's always been silly. Even when he was in his worst stages, like in TNA, fucking doing the cowboy fucking American Nightmare. Well, game, I think like, he I was about, not good. Like I think he was didn't wasn't he six or something like that. At that was an X-Pot gimmick, I think. It's no, he definitely uh, did a dark gimmick. I know what you're saying. Yeah, he did, he the did something in TNA, too. No, it's just like, I I do want to see the Dustin oh, Rhodes side of it. I you're talking about. I can't, it was some dumb name yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Talk but yeah, it. no, I, I, I want to see a little bit. I want to see both sides. I like the Two-Face um, like, idea of like a little bit of the face paint, but a little bit of Dustin Rhodes. Because, you know, he's still, with all sh- sh- First off, mad props for WWE for being like, yeah, man, fucking go do your thing. Like, I'm, I'm happy that Goldust is finally at that point in his career. We could just silently leave WWE. Well, he's always has silently left them and yeah. come back though, which is you know something to say about his, you know who he's he is. not. He, it's not like he's a young talent that they really want to hoard because he, no, you know he's he's he's. But they're not prime. holding him up I mean, to any 50. contract or anything yeah. or doing some stupid shit. No, they were like, oh, yeah, fucking go do your thing. Went to, to you know, doing this AEW thing with Cody. <laughs> And uh, uh, um, and you know, the, like you said, the, they don't they didn't have a lot of time to build up this match. And who who would have thought they would be able to build up this match this quick? It w- w- with everyone invested into it. So you know, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with everything they're doing, and with little time, he has to have a little bit of that face paint slash Dustin Rhodes, you know, in in one person to broadcast. Joe, what was the name of that uh, <laughs> no talent ass clown in TNA? Black Rain. Ooh. Spelled like <laughs> Rain of a King. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really close, but I forgot for like that half instance they did like a uh, work shoot in WCW where he came out in this crazy gimmick and he was called Seven, but then like he shot on it like it was a piece of shit and oh, like yeah. can't believe these writers did this bullshit but it was Seven, not Six. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you were close. I do remember that now. Oh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do for a finish here because I mean the I suppose the easy uh, one is Cody wins, but you know, what if you put what if you put Dustin over and extend this thing out a little bit? I don't know. I mean, it really depends on where Gold Dust is, you know, health wise. Sure, I mean, sure. Is he, you know, is he going to get hurt easily? Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. I don't think it's health wise. It's just career wise. Like, does he really need to do anything? It's he seems to be happy. He seems to be more involved with this Texas community. Like, it's fun following him on Twitter and shit. Like, he seems to be one of the good guys. Like, fuck yeah. So, like, who, who does he really need to wrestle anymore? Go out wrestling your brother and fucking end on a high note. There you go. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. The winner of this faces the winner of the Battle Royal at some point in the future for the championship. Is this a straight one-on-one, no bullshit? Straight, as far as one I know, on it's one. straight one-on-one, which would be a, kind of a first for Chris Jericho <laughs> since uh, doing uh, his uh, non-WWE stuff. And this is a big match, too. Uh, this is Chris's first match outside of the WWE mm. in the United States. He's just been in Japan outside of WWE uh, since whatever it was, 1999 or whatever. So uh, this is a big, big moment for for Chris Jericho, even though we've seen this match before. Now, Chris Jericho is facing Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Championship at Dominion in like two weeks here. So does AEW, how bad does AEW want to work with New Japan. Do, do they put Chris Jericho over so he's got a momentum-building win into his match versus Okada, or are they just going to stick with their guy? Obviously, I think they're building up around their biggest star right now is Kenny Omega. So that, do they just keep building him up? Uh, but and, you got Omega like, with the first win, and Jericho gets the second one. Storytelling-wise, you get a third match that, that way. True story. I was going to say, the chase, man. Like, well, yes, you want to build him up, 
the big triumphant chase. Kenny Omega's good at that. He's good mm-hmm. at the buildup. He's like, he's good at, let's be honest, he's good at making himself lo- lose, you know, look good <laughs> while losing. I mean, you think about that first Okada versus him match, and then even the second one, and like some of the crazy shit that he is able to do and the endurance this guy has. We've got time, so why not let's let's build it up a little bit and let, let's be honest. Chris Jericho's a fucking little shit. He can find a way to beat him without <laughs> mm-hmm. making Kenny look bad. And Omega is one of those guys too that he needs losses under his belt, so those wins mean more. And I feel like Chris is really or himself, training for this. I'm not one. saying lose against nobody, but like that fucking Jericho, you know, getting his fucking squirrely win and fucking Omega, like being surprised at the end of the match. Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that's going to continue that feud on. So when Omega does win down the road, it's like fucking finally, like all those Okada losses, you know, would those that fine would that win really have been like finally he won the fucking belt after all that? Like, it wouldn't have been that. Like meaningful. It's but an finally, interest, interesting psychology because you got to. It's it's fucking failing in life to overcome and be like, oh, that's how I learned. It, it, it's you know, I'll, I guess something similar like that. But yeah, I don't know. That's how I look at it. Like, I mean, Jericho's <laughs> even putting out those videos of him just working out with MMA dudes, like really tra- <laughs> fucking training with dudes, and it's just like he. I feel like he's taking this more seriously than the, even the New Japan stuff. Well, and he then, has he has kind of been rocking the dad bod a couple of times in this last and couple of Japan Omega so. it's going to get him more heat that's going to get more you know baby face on Omega it's it's going to send Omega in the right baby face direction Jericho in the right heat direction depending on who wins it you know the, the battle royal you know it, it, it's positive for them Omega can definitely easily take a loss Jericho not so much all right then the uh, young bucks versus the lucha brothers this should be awesome this is for the triple a tag team championships that the young bucks stole from the lucha brothers down in Mexico uh, a few months back uh, I really think the lucha brothers are just gonna win those championships back like here uh, but you never know I think it's gonna be a hell of a match mm-hmm. yeah there's um, that that's why you don't have to you don't even worry about who wins wins like you're more excited for the match than the outcome itself and that's that's what you want especially for a big event like that where people are just like don't care who wins I just want I just want to see these guys fight. All right, we only got 20 minutes left, so we got to talk best of Super Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple other things on the bottom of the notebook that we'll we'll try to squeeze in here, but uh, uh, I really want to get to best of Super Juniors because I'm really digging uh, what mm. they're doing with this tournament this year. Not it doesn't feel like it's like quite as good as like last year, or the, even the year before tournament. Uh, but there's so mainstream now. There's a, <laughs> there's a <laughs> but there's some there's some really good key moments. And they're at least presenting the entire uh, tour as a big deal. Even mm-hmm. like the the smaller warehouse shows, they've got English commentary every night. Yeah. They've got full camera crews every night. It's not your single cam shot shows I like we. Like, I don't mind those at all, though. They, they, it's kind of nice. Even like if it has commentary and it was just that one shot, I would I, I would still enjoy those one cam shots. It's, it's almost. It's almost man with Thai tea shit where you're like, am I watching some dark web like fight right now? Like, <laughs> this is awesome. It's just darker. It's dimmer. It's quiet. Just fucking just straight. Huh? 
boom like that, yeah. i love it you, you, it, 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 it it's <laughs> kind of like raw. it's kind of like being there live because you're just getting <laughs> the one the one vantage point and you're right there and you know there it is so uh but yeah uh, over the weekend we had a show on the 18th and the 19th the a and b block show a block. uh but these ah. these were two these were two uh warehouse <laughs> shows you hit the the soundbite control uh one no there. i'm trying to start netflix is what i'm trying to oh uh, see joe was playing with sound bites and he got he went out of the oh, app I, got this. I watched punisher just hit home <laughs> hit home go to the Hitting second home. page i found it there you go and soundbite control taco can you see that God. next page over i think your next page over other way Maybe. Your other way. Did you find it? Okay. You found it. <laughs> On-air production meeting. So, yeah, the, the shows over the weekend were these the, the kind of warehouse shows or whatever. Is it showing up? Or <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. No, no, no. <laughs> You're falling off. You guys aren't supposed to have that one. Hold, turn, turn, hold, hold on. Turn off the app. Oh, I'm going to edit this part out. Part one, part two. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Hold on. Go back. It's off. Back. Okay. Now open it up again. <laughs> I had I had my page open up. That's why. <laughs> I got my private farts over here. Taco and Joe aren't supposed to have the fart sound bites. <laughs> I was all like, "Ooh, RoboCop theme." Wait, fart one, fart two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to be ahead of schedule with the A-Block. B-Block! Okay. A-Block! So, yeah, over the weekend, the the, the shows were the, the warehouse shows or whatever. Uh, they were decent, but nothing, like, really stuck out, except for uh, on the 19th, Will Ospreay versus Yo. Really good match. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a four-star match for me. Right. Uh, Didn't you say him and Show had a good match, too? Uh, show is in the other block. Okay. Uh, but Osprey, basically all of Osprey's matches have been noteworthy, have been really good matches. Surprise. This was, of course, with uh, Yo being, th- these guys are all in chaos, the, the faction mm. chaos, so there's a little bit of interesting stuff there. But it was in contrast to the match uh, just previous to this was Robbie Eagles Bullet Club versus El Fantasmo Bullet Club, who uh, a new uh, El Fantasmo is just coming in, getting the big push. Uh, I was critical of him a little bit early, uh, but he's a great heel, just a great prick. And these last couple of matches with Osprey and Robbie Eagles have been really, really good. So uh, Fantasmo's uh, looking fantastic. And in that match, they played up the idea that El Fantasmo is this prick of a heel. And Robbie Eagles, who's also in Bullet Club but has mm. had some really good showings in his matches, he played a really good babyface in the match right. so you had that dynamic and then the, in the following match where it was chaos versus chaos much more respectful between yo and osprey uh my only criticism and i loved this match between those two was maybe it was a little too long they went almost the full 30 minute time limit uh okay. and, but it was really it was it was great it was good drama but I, I i kept they kept doing all these fucking near falls right my only thought was this dude, Osprey, beat Kota Ibushi in the Tokyo Dome in like 15 minutes. So and now we're here in the best of Super Juniors, and Yo's going a half hour with this guy. So, but I mean, you can argue it's a tournament. We're kind of in the mid stage of the tournament. Osprey's next, kind of bugging him a bit. Uh, you know that kind of stuff. Mid stage, preserving energy, just letting things go on. Oh yeah. So that's kind of where where I'm at with that. Now I, I should have maybe asked you this beforehand, but uh, Joe, I know you're not caught up on anything really best of Super. Juniors. No. Taco, you've been working every day except for today this month. So yeah. You're- 
Well, we're getting there. We got. I, I, I've been busy watching RoboCop and Man of Tai Chi. <laughs> apparently, like <laughs> not wrestling. So, but you got some days off here, so now you, I, I can recommend mm-hmm. some of these matches to you for sure. I got some catching up to do. So the big show I wanted to talk about for the and, and, and typically we're not going to break down shows on this uh, on this show. I usually want to keep it to a conversation, but fuck it, it's my show. Absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> the show from the twenty second uh, after these two warehouse shows, they finally get back to Corican Hall, their home base, basically, mm. in Tokyo. They're doing three shows in a row from Corican Hall. They're all A and B block shows, so ten matches oh, wow. on every show. For three Jesus. nights. For three nights in a row. Actually, ah, I damn. think they're doing four nights of ten matches, because they're doing three nights at Corican Hall, and then they're moving on to another town and doing another ten-match okay. show. Uh, so they're really packing them Trying in here. something new. Yeah. Uh, but this first one was just so notable, because you get back to Corican Hall, the crowd is into it and everything is like three stars and up pretty much you know Mm. a couple of little uh, exceptions along the way but you know, you got Taka Michinoku taking on the former champ, Taiji Ishimori. Ta- oh. Poor Taka, just looking for a win, being a, just a prick, just needing a win. Gets his, uh, the, but, uh, you know, doesn't get it. Ishimori gets the win. Mm-hmm. Again, predictable stuff on the undercards. Taka's going to be getting his ass whooped for a while. But, yeah, predictable stuff. But Taka, you know, he's been he's been playing up the heel shit. He's been, he's been being a good dick. He's just not getting the win. So it's uh, too bad for Taka. He said good dick. Now, <laughs> Ren Narita. <laughs> hey, wait, hang on. Here, this one is. This one. Oh, man. I, dude, that's gross. Uh, now, Ren Narita is the young lion replacing Flip Gordon, who couldn't come in because of visa issues. Visa, yeah. So, uh, of course, since he's a young lion. MasterCard. Of course, he, uh, being a young lion, he's got no wins, but had a really fun match versus Bandito on this show, a three-star match. But, of course, Bandito gets the win. Jonathan Gresham versus Teton. Just a little over. Over three stars here. Jonathan Gresham, two points with one win. Same thing with Teton. So winner gets to build some momentum going forward. What's Gresham been doing? Yeah, good man. Fuck Gresham. Awesome. I, I love Gresham. Hell he's yeah. he's Hell been yeah. a, he's been a guy to watch. He hasn't had a ton of wins yet. Obviously, he beats Teton here to get to four points. But just being on this tournament's fucking huge. Being on this tournament, him him doing him yeah. doing his moves, his style. Uh, you don't really get to see too much of it, as much of it in Ring what of Honor. They call him the Squid. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the octopus. Uh, but yeah, good combo uh, uh, of, of lucha and uh, European style oh. with those two. I thought it was just a, a really cool because, like, sometimes you get like a guy who does a, a Gresham style and a luchador, and it's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not what this was at all. This was a, a lot of fun. They mixed it up uh, really well. I thought uh, Rocky Romero versus Yo. So Rapungi 3K versus Rapungi. Yeah. You know uh, the guy who brought them back as the group. Another fun match here. Three and a half stars. In my opinion, in my opinion, uh, now Yo, he had to, he had to face some tough competition early in the tournament. He had to face Dragon Lee. I think he faced Shingo early. Yeah, oh, Shingo yeah. was his first match. Ooh. So uh, Yo's only got one win with two points. Same thing with Rocky, but Yo picks up another win here, uh, of course. Then uh, Yo, or, I'm sorry, 
<laughs> then Dragon Lee. Uh, wait, hold on. I'm getting this all fucked up here. Yo, uh, I'm, I was thinking Sho. Sho <laughs> was the one who faced Shingo early. Yo is the silver guy with the red stars. Mm. Uh, but he's the one that, <gasps> that yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo beat Rocky uh, with the calf killer there. Then Tiger Mask versus Dragon Lee. Tiger Mask got a couple of early wins over Yoshinobu Kanemaru and, and, and Takamichinoku. Uh-huh. So he's beaten up Suzuki Gun. Surly Tiger Mask is my favorite Tiger Mask. He's taken on Dragon Lee, the current champion here. Both guys with four points here. Of course, Dragon Lee gets the win. But uh, yeah, fucking Surly fucking Tiger Mask. He does this... Early in the match, Dragon Lee's doing his flippy stuff. He goes for his running, flying head scissors, yeah. and ti- t- Tiger Mask is like, uh-uh, just fucking power bombs him. Just, <laughs> just, the, way he, the way he throws him down is just this, uh-uh, we're not doing that bullshit. And then he does a big fucking dive nice. off the top rope to the floor, So, which you don't see Tiger Mask do. He's an old man. Right. So <laughs> just him getting a little surly. This tiger can still pounce. Yes, yes. And then, do you guys know who replaced El Desperado, who got injured in a death match just before the tournament. No. It's a guy named Doki. Doki? Yes, Doki. Okie dokie. Now, uh, I don't know Dookie from a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people pronounce it Dookie, but it, we're getting close here. we got uh, 10 minutes left. But, yeah, it is Doki. Doki! <laughs> or is it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Farts are always funny. (laughs) I don't know Dookie from a ham sandwich. Oh, shit. Can you stop? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine, fine, fine. So Doki has been this guy in the turn. He's he's a, he's he, he's tight. He's 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 Tai Chi's pal, right? So he's he's bringing <laughs> he's bringing all the Suzuki gun bullshit. He's got this bullshit pipe that he just bangs on the ring posts when he comes in. He's a shit indie wrestler from. It'd be funny if he had like a rolled up like uh, magazine and hit people with that, like Dookie, <laughs> like he's in a magazine. To- <laughs> so, but, so so he's been he's been bringing his, his Suzuki gun bullshit and shenanigans. And all of these matches early on in the tournament, but then this match with Bushi, uh, uh, Bushi having zero points, Dookie with his measly two points. <laughs> the only person Dookie beat was the young lion, right? So Dookie's Dookie looking for points here. So. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a glorified fucking squash match. Bushi just kills Doki, and I loved every minute of it. It was great. So nice. uh, not too often we're, we're cheering for Bushi, uh, uh, but uh, I thought that was a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, then Yoshinobu Kanemaru beat Sho. Yes, I said that. Yoshinobu Kanemaru also with zero wins. Sho, who's coming in with only two points. <laughs> Because Sho was the one who, who had to face Shingo on the opening night, lost to him, lost to Dragon Lee, current IWGP junior heavyweight champion. But Yoshinobu Kanemaru, the way he does this is fucking great. So they have they start the match, they start brawling into the fucking crowd. They go all the way up into the stands in Cork and Hall, they're course, battling up there. Then they battle back down by the ring. Uh, the ref starts counting. They're counting. They're re- battling outside the on the floor. Kanemaru grabs a young lion, shoves him into show, dives in just in time to to beat the ten count. So we got a first count out victory right. in the tournament. So, and what that did was set up for drama later in the night for other count out possible count out uh, finishes that didn't happen. But All now right. every time after that, when it's getting close, everybody's like, "Oh shit, they oh. did a count out earlier. Are they going to do another one?" So th- that's always a, a a fun spot there. 
Uh, Robbie Eagles versus Taguchi. Uh, this one was a fun match. Uh, <laughs> Any Taguchi match is a fun match. Yeah, I mean, well, and here's the thing. Taguchi undefeated at the beginning of the tournament. Six points coming into wow. this thing. And here comes Robbie Eagles with only four points. So uh, Taguchi, does, uh, he kicks out of one of Robbie Eagles' finishes, the turbo backpack, after Eagles escapes the Oh My and Garankle, which is uh, Taguchi's <laughs> ankle lock finisher. Uh, but it was uh, Eagles getting the win with a leverage roll-up. So just getting the win with a okay. roll-up over the coach, Taguchi. But I thought it was three and three quarters. I thought it was damn near a four-star match between nice. Taguchi and... And like Robbie Eagles, man, he's a guy to watch uh, in this tournament. So uh, then Shingo versus Marty Skrull, four stars all the way on this one. Shingo undefeated, six points coming into this thing. Marty Skrull with four points, looking for a win. Hard hitting from both. Shingo's nice. known as a hard hitting guy, uh, and uh, Skrull, you know, he's not necessarily known for that kind of stuff, but really hung here uh, in this match with uh, <laughs> with uh, Shingo. So, uh, another good one there. Then the main event, Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo, the guy, the new Bullet Club guy getting the big push. Four and three quarter for me. I almost went five. It was. It's one of those things where if you you know it when you see five, and it was just like is if I had because I had to ask myself was this five? Nope, it wasn't nope. five. <laughs> so, but it was damn good. It was really really good. Go out of your way to watch this one if nothing else. This thing starts fast and aggressive. So okay, I love the fucking story of this match because El Fantasma has been this dick the whole tournament, you right? Dick. And Osprey is this guy who's putting on these great matches, this honorable fighter. He's fighting for New Japan. He's fighting for the the, the pride of the Japanese or whatever. He's, rep- he's representing New Japan in a, in a great way, representing pro wrestling, representing the junior division, whatever you want to call it. And here's this dick coming into the tournament. And this dick coming into the tournament had a pinfall victory over Osprey uh. in a tag match uh, right before the tournament started. So we're all looking for Osprey to get his revenge here before right when the bell rings osprey bum rushes this dude fucking dives to the outside into the fucking audience they're just going he's going non-stop you're expecting him to do his little backflip thing where he you know b- bounces up against the ropes and just lands in the center nope he just fucking dives on him head on right away <laughs> just fucking murders this guy early on in the match and this thing goes intense, goes crazy. Uh, I won't get into too much stuff here, but just, if anything, <laughs> there's just so many fucking near falls. This guy, Phantasmo, had to murder Osprey and did finally get the win. Wow. <laughs> but there was some skullduggery, of course, some uh, some low blows, some ref stuff. Not, a win's a win. Not quite a ref bump, but they kind of knocked him down or whatever so he could get a low blow in uh, there late. So, uh we don't get that satisfying revenge from Will Ospreay yet. So yet. We're getting close, though. Uh, and then just to make a couple of notes from the 23rd, I won't go, I'm won't. i not going to break down the whole show again, but we had a couple of really good matches. Uh, Marty Skrull versus Show. Skrull comes out selling the, uh, the, the match with Shingo from the night before, but then tricks him, says, no, I'm not injured, and fucking attacks him before the bell. Uh, but then, uh, Being a villain. But then, but then Show ends up getting the win in that wow. match. Uh, to build a little momentum there. Wow. So a good fun match wow. between those two. Then the two uh, semi and main events, Osprey versus Bandito. I really got to rewatch these because you guys were here and we were kind of chatting it up before the uh, before the show Cousin started. Ruckus. But uh, 
early on, I'm saying both of these are at least four stars. Osprey versus Bandito, awesome match. Osprey. Yeah, gets... I walked in what halfway through. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit. So uh, I <laughs> agree with you though. Now that I've watched a, even just the one Osprey match, that like he's really he's the selling has gotten a lot better from him. He's not screaming like a little girl all the time. Yes, because he got so fucking buff. Um, and then uh, the, the the main event. <laughs> <laughs> the main event, uh, Dragon Lee versus Shingo, so the champ versus uh, versus the undefeated guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus, My first experience with Shingo. Yeah, just Jesus. a big, tough son of a bitch that doesn't look like he belongs in the junior division. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, undefeated in the tournament, undefeated or unpinned and unsubmitted. He's had tag team losses where he ha- where he hasn't taken the Those fall. Uh, but yeah, uh, he continues the momentum. A with loss the- is a loss, Taco. <laughs> continues his momentum. Momentum with the win over the champion. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at, uh, best of super juniors wise. We got a few minutes, uh, just a couple of minutes left here. Joe, I, 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 you've got some saltiness going on that uh, I can certainly identify with, and I wanted to give you a couple of minutes at least here to kind of address it uh, so when it comes to the WWE. In general. Save, the, save the, the complaining uh, for the end. I mean, uh, honestly, it's, it is the whole Ashley Mazzaro situation. Hi. And, you know, RIP, you know, like I caught, that was towards the tail end of me watching was at her you know, coming into the thing. And I enjoyed watching her again. She wasn't, not a lot of the women were amazing back then, but like she was entertaining to watch. Like, you know, and, and again, she, up, oh, up, oh, there it is. No, I'm done. One minute, one minute. <laughs> um, but basically it's just the whole handling of the situation. And obviously you can go out and read it. There's an affidavit out, a story. There's WWE sending the emails about her being not wanting to be involved in the lawsuit and all that. But it's like it's it's not the fact of that it happened. It's the fact that I, I'm not surprised anymore. Any story that's thrown out about WWE, you're not you're you're not shocked anymore. You're just like, well, that's just how it fucking is anymore. And you, you go go into the whole end of Money in the Bank thing. I was already starting to just lose my faith. And then just having this story involving her and what happened and all that stuff. I, I, I didn't even try to watch this week. I finished Money in the Bank. That, that was the last thing I watched. And that'll probably be the last WWE thing I watched for a very long time. Uh, except for, I, I, I won't lie, I will keep it for NXT uh, 25. That'll be my last one. And I'm going to cancel. And I'm just going to switch to New Japan or I'm going to put my money anywhere else. But I just, I can't give them my money anymore. Yeah, it's it gets tougher and tougher the more negative stuff <clears throat> that you hear about the place. And then, you know, I, I can, like, I'm, I haven't been watching Raw and SmackDown and I didn't get a chance to, I was watching Game of Thrones. I'm not, I wasn't watching Money in the Bank. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, you know, you hear about, People not enjoying the shows, and and I hear I, I listen to reports on on Raw and SmackDown, and it doesn't sound like it's getting any better. It or, hasn't. So, and it's just like, well, there's no reason to to be invested. And it sucks because I am invested in NXT, NXT UK, and even a little bit of 205 Live, and I really want to support these performers. Like, the, like I want to support them. But I know they're only getting, the, you know, the smallest cut of, you know, whatever their contract is. And my money's going towards Vince McMahon, going towards Stephanie McMahon, going to all of the people that 
they just sound horrible, you know? Like, I, I can't hear these stories anymore and, like, continue to just turn a blind eye because they're a family PG product. That's their, you know, big sell is that they're a family-friendly show. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck that. I, I, I'm done. <clears throat> like, literally, just fuck that. <laughs> and that is where I'm at. Like, it's so disappointing. All right. Well, let's. We, the, the time limit is over. Uh, let's let's get out of here on a positive note. Very positive. With no, uh, we need it. With uh, Kojima's tweet I have of the AIDS. Week. Oh, <laughs> now it's time for the Satoshi Kojima tweet of the week. Kojima says, and you can follow Kojima at cozy underscore lariat. Hello, bread club. I ate bread again this morning. Foreign bread was also delicious, but Japanese bread is the best, baby. <laughs> Still rocking the baby. So that's it from Kojima, and that's it from us. Yeah. Uh, look up all of our social media stuff in the description of the show. Uh, the 60-minute time limit is up. I'm hitting the music, and we are getting out of here. Bye. Peace. Peace. Spoiler alert. The following Easter egg contains Game of Thrones spoilers. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. You caught up? I'm not butthurt over it. <laughs> it is what it is. They had fucking Russo booking the last two seasons of the thing. They just hot shotted everything. <laughs> Get Fuck it. There. Fucking hot shot everything. Six episode seasons. Get it all out there. There's Fuck it. Kids Fuck it. We're all invested in Danny. Turn that bitch heel. And then fuck it. She'll fall in love with the, with John. And then he'll. Have, oh, you fool. And then John will kill her. It'll be awesome. And then we'll do a fucking dragon on a pole match. <laughs>